All right, what's going on, boys? Welcome in. First episode of the year. Take it to the bank. Best NASCAR podcast you'll ever see in your life. I got my guy Reed Cooper with me as always. Coop, what's going on, buddy? Not much, man. I'm glad to be back with you. Uh, you know, when you uh, invited me back to the backstage and I saw you, I was like, man, you know, uh, you've lost a lot of weight. Looking good. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Slowly. Good. But good. I'm getting there. Excellent. I'm getting there. I'm waking up early, but I'm still eating late. Man. I'm still eating way too late. But well, are you uh, going to bed at like three or four o'clock in the morning still? Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, for those that don't know, my name is Jay Paglia. I've been on sports for a living. Everybody calls me Keg. And um, we're two of the best NASCAR handicappers on the planet when it comes to betting on sports. So we're going to try to make you guys money every single week. That's the goal. Uh, thus far, we've done really, really well. For two and a half weeks into the year, uh, Coop hit the uh, – I hit the clash at 14-1 to 1 with Truex. Coop hit the duel at 16-1 to 1 with somebody. Oh, no, uh, 8-1 no, to one with Bowman. Yeah, I had Bowman. And then you had Daytona qualifying we hit. At sixteen to one, I know you had Austin Hill in the Xfinity series, but I didn't know the number that you got. I didn't bet that race. Six, okay, six and a half, something like that. And then, and then to, uh, we got one more too. I forget what it was. Yeah, Daytona uh, to recap. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. Well, that one, but we had another one too during the week. But anyways, yep. So we hit Daytona five hundred. Yeah, Ricky Stenhouse forty to one. We get that home. Well, I'll be honest, Coop, I didn't watch the end of the race because for the last four years, we have had the leader on the final lap of the final turn at 50 to one or better, and it never goes our way ever. So I shut it off. I waited five minutes. I went into the Discord and I saw everybody going, Ricky Stenhouse, you're like, uh, Stenhouse punched this ticket to the playoffs. And I was like, holy shit, we hit it. It happened. It happened. Yeah. yeah. And, they owe us three more. But, but like, to think about it, like, <clears throat> you know, at least the two of us, when we bet Daytona, we either bet several of the long shots Right. Or in the past, we've tried to hit top threes, top fives, but on some of the longer shots, too. Right. But they took those numbers away this year, and uh, we couldn't, you know, do that. So I was kind of shocked, though, that there wasn't more people out there on Stenhouse. Yeah. I mean, for, 40 to 1, you know, on a guy who has a very good resume on uh, Talladega and Daytona. Yeah. You know, he, his record isn't great, but if you really look at how many times he's been in contention and then had something happen or he created something to happen, uh, you know, he's got a solid resume there. And, you know, like I said, I was kind of shocked uh, that more people weren't on it. Yeah, I mean, he's really he's a really good play driver. He As long as he can avoid the big crash 
he is always going to put you in a spot where he's live and he's got a chance. And it's happened multiple times with him where he's been live on, on this track and he mm -hmm. got it done. Now, I, I saw a lot of controversy because everybody was like, wait a minute, it looks like Joey Logano was in front. What, what did they go from the previous uh, loop? I think on the last lap they go like right when it's dropped. Oh, okay. Um, but, I, but I think to your point on all the other ones, it is the last loop. So it's kind of interesting that it happened in the same kind of scenario that happened in the uh, Xfinity race with uh, Austin Hill. Overall thoughts, mine were Chevy and Ford looked really good. They looked like they had a ton of power, a lot of speed, and I thought Toyota struggled a little bit. What did you think about Daytona overall? Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Um, my other piece was I think in Xfinity we saw more three-wide racing and lessen uh the cup uh, because it seemed like once somebody either tried to you know make the third lane happen uh on the outside they just couldn't do it right and two um if somebody got pushed into the middle nobody really wanted to you know get with that driver and you know kind of help them out or try to form that lane either then obviously that driver would just fall way back but you know it's it's daytona it's the racing um it's the race so you know uh, I'll, I'll never say there's a bad daytona um it's the first race of the year it's the granddaddy of mall and uh you know just you know, the the history of so i think that we have after getting burned so many times in this race because of the volatility of Daytona, I thought that we have pretty much the best strategy that you can have on a track like this. Quarter unit shots on 40, 50, 60, 80, 100 to 1 shots that you think are going to be live because they're good plate drivers. And um, all you have to do is hit one. And we went one, 1 in 14 I think I, I, I did, and we ended up making seven or eight units. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't you can't complain. But, man, there are a lot of people on social media that were, like, just didn't agree. I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> a lot of people A lot of people are stuck on this. In order to make a living betting on sports, you have to be at 55, 57. 58 percent and that's just not true yeah when you're betting coin flips right. at minus 110 that's true but yeah. when yeah what the implied odds man you only have to hit 20 or 30 percent of the time and if you can hit 40 you're crushing it at 40 right. i mean the name of the game is to make money yeah and um that's one of the ways you do it i mean no different than, you know, than the FanDuel bet where uh, we had, you know, basically 20th position, 21st position on back. Did that hit? Um, that, yeah. I mean, uh, oh, nice. Stenhouse, Stenhouse uh, started, I think, 32nd, 33rd, somewhere in that ballpark. So we got to 1300. But, you know, you'll hear more about it later tonight, but like combining bets – and sure, we're taking down some of the total potential wins, but we're still winning. And, you know, winning is what really matters. 
right. doesn't matter what the overall record is. Like, you know, we might be one and one in this bet, but we want it. <laughs> and yeah, we want money. money. You know? Right. Right. You right. Know? right. Or like you said last week, we were one and 13 or whatever it was, and you won nice money. <laughs> so yeah. it, you got to do some things differently. Um, and the plus numbers allow you to do that. Whereas, you know, it doesn't allow you to do that in, uh, you know, the majority of the other sports. And I mean, we've said it for weeks, you know, like NASCAR is a great way or months, years, whatever, to build your bankroll. Um, and uh, I think the people that have followed us have learned that and uh, are thankful for it. Yeah, I continue to say it is, the at, although they are trying to tighten it up as best they can, it is still the softest market in sports betting, period, full stop. It is, it's impossible to argue. So yeah. now I mean, we I, turn, oh, got it, got it, got it. I was going to say, I mean, like, there's not a lot of money bet on NASCAR, you know, compared to other sports. But, like, the book's taken on the chin probably more often than not for that sport because of all the plus numbers that are out there. Right. And, you know, they probably don't make the money um, from a percentage standpoint, because like I said, it's a lot smaller than what they do, you know, with the other ones. But, you know, it, it's something that they have to do to, you know, bring people in because the community continues to grow and grow, um, you know, so we'll see. I think it's not gonna ever burst but I think the next big step for it is when North Carolina and South Carolina legalize betting. Um, and I think North Carolina is a lot closer than what South Carolina is because those are the two biggest markets. So now yeah. we move, now we move our attention to a forgotten super speedway, Fontana auto club. <laughs> now it's a two mile track. And the, the big thing here is it's all about tire wear. They, this track absolutely kills your tires. And the people that will succeed at this track are the people that can extend the life of, of a tire, right? And give me your just early thoughts. I know that they're going to change this track to, uh, to a short track, right, Coop, next year? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know about next year, maybe the year after. I saw that they had put it on hold because they were happy it's, it's, with the, it's what's going on in the it's Coliseum. Done. Oh, it's done. Yeah, they they sold the land a day for half a billion dollars. Okay. Okay. So all right. So I love this track, man. I've yeah. always I've always loved the racing at this track. It's been absolutely phenomenal. And I'm gonna be sad to see it go. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Because don't you think tire tracks with high tire wear specific are the best. It's, I feel like those are easier to figure who's going to be there at the end than a lot of other tracks on the circuit because you know the yeah, car it's an art, I mean, right. of driving and learning how to manage your tires. And, uh, you know, there's uh, one to two handful of drivers that are very successful at it. Um, and, you know, it, you just don't come in and do it typically. Um, it takes years uh, for them to do it. So, yeah, uh, that's been one of the two big topics this week is, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are, uh, you know, not happy that 
this will be the last year on the two mile uh, surface at uh, Fontana. Yeah, it's 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 sad, but I mean, it is what it is. I, I love short track racing. So if we get a good short track out of it, I guess we'll take it. I, you know, I could do without the Bristol dirt race. I'll tell you that I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I don't want to see it. Uh, So, so the big debate this week approaching this race was how do you handicap it? Everybody knows that this car is brand new. It's only one year old. It's basically a baby. So the data from last year is great, but. A lot of teams, a lot of teams found something in the offseason to make them better. And some teams are going to fall back to the field that were really, really good. That's just how it goes in this sport, right? So yeah. what, what you have to figure out is how much do you rate last year's data and how much do you rate the drivers and teams that you know are usually good in, on, on the comparable tracks, high tire tracks like Michigan, like Homestead, Michigan. Uh, Homestead and Darlington, right? Yeah, yeah not Michigan. Right. So how, I think that we both agreed that we, we basically went with pedigree and and the, the drivers that, that we thought, you know, are really good at this. Drivers like, you know, who's, who, who's good tire work cars? Drivers. Marty. Happy, Kyle Busch, uh, Logano, Kyle Larson, and Will Byron—they're young, but they're—they're they're good, man. They're really, really solid. So, when you evaluated this race, right? What else did you take into consideration besides what I just brought up? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you one hundred percent. You know, looking at data from this particular race last year is really tough to do um, because it was the first real so-called race um, that they had with this new car. And we learned within five minutes of practice um, uh, for uh, what was to be seen throughout the entire season up until the end on tracks that were like oval of shape and 1.33 miles or larger because they started having tire issues in the first five minutes of practice. Right. Uh, and they were spinning out, um, so on and so forth, and it carried over to the race. So, you know, is that been fixed or is it still an issue? Um, part of me wants to believe it's been fixed, but because we saw some mile and a half tracks where the tires had issues predominantly last year at the end of last season have good result without having failures and things of that matter. But then on my other hand, I'm thinking, well, the playoffs were determined in them races. And we all know that one of the biggest issues with the tires was the teams pushing the tire pressures and making them low. And, you know, they're trying to get every inch they possibly can to get a victory and so on and so forth. And we saw that a lot at the beginning of last year. You know, is that going to come back up again? And will we see the same thing? So it really comes down to like, you know, 
how are these tires going to perform and how are the drivers going to let the tires perform? It goes, it goes back to the conversation that you and I had on Monday. I said to you on Monday, how do the number one variable that we had last year that stopped us from making money that we didn't know that we were going to have to deal with were the tire blowouts and, and the motors just blowing out of nowhere. Right. Right. And, and I said to you, bro, this track was an issue last year. I, I said, how do you handicap for that? And, and you were basically like, you can't, and we're going to find out if they fix the problem on Sunday. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if you look at like prior years to last year's race at this track, you didn't see a lot of cautions, you know, anywhere from four to five, possibly six. Last year we had 12. So, you know, which one do we see? Right. Because, you know, you talk about tire wear and this being a high tire wear track. Well, last year, this really wasn't a high tire wear track because I don't think there was more than 20 consecutive laps run. Uh, so you really didn't see the drivers who typically have an advantage um, on longer runs when the tires, you know, are eaten away, uh, take advantage of that. And that's one of the reasons why I don't think you can pay much attention to the results. Um, because if this race last year would have been, you know, a typical Fontana race, we wouldn't have seen that many cautions. And, you know, Byron or Reddick, um, they might have just ran away. Who knows? Because they were very fast um, until the tires put them out. I always like to see it's impossible to ever truly know what the market is doing because we're not behind the curtain. But I, I always like to see who the people on social media gravitate towards. And I made it a point in the blog to say that I wrote this week was don't get trapped by last year's performances because I see a lot of people on Jones, Almirola, Suarez, and Austin Dillon this year. Why? Because they had green flag speed last year. They were fast. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be fast this year. And when you look at the odds, they are appealing. 40 to 1, 50 to 1 on drivers that ran very well here last year. But that doesn't mean anything now. No, right. it doesn't mean anything. And it's like I told you the other day, like if I miss out on a 30 to 40 shot, but I still get it at 20 to 25, I'm not going to cry. I'm still going to be very happy. Yeah. Because I, one, I, I know my pick hasn't been wasted because I'm taking him because he has speed and he's showing, you know, the ability to be able to win the race, hopefully at the end. Um, whereas a lot of these people, like you said, they're just blind betting a number. And what, for, for those that don't know what Coop is talking about, basically we decided those numbers are so good pre-race that we're going to have time to live bet them at very good numbers. They won't be as good as they are right now, but they will still be very good and we will have a better understanding for how well they're running on Sunday while the race is happening. So we kind of passed on all those flyers.
and we gravitated towards the pedigree but, at this track. Yeah. But I thought that was your strategy, man, to take all the long shots. Yeah. <laughs> like people, <laughs> people don't understand. It's a super speedway, man. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. All right. So let's talk about the let's talk about the contenders. I'll bring up DraftKings right now. Kyle Larson is your odds-on favorite right now at six and a half to one. If you shop around, he's you could find seven to one. Chase Elliott's eight to one. Denny's nine to one. Ryan Blaney ten to one. Kyle ten to one. Byron and Reddick and Chastain twelve to one. And then if you go down a little further, you got Joey at wow. Everybody's at twelve to one now. You got Joey at twelve to one. Bell at twelve to one. Marty at 14 to one and Kevin Harvick at 20 to one. Now <clears throat> you and I have already made outright bets that we'll get into later, but just an overall outlook looking at Hendrick is at the top of the leaderboard uh, at, at the top of the odds. Uh, Joe Gibbs with, with Denny, you got a lot of Penske with Blaney and Logano who should run well here. We love Byron and Larson this week. They, they should run really well. Obviously, Kyle Busch is over at Childress now. He is not in the 18 anymore. But Tyler Reddick's car last season was phenomenal. And uh, something that I wanted to talk to you about, Coop, I was looking at all the drivers under the age of 30. There are 12 drivers under the age of 30 that – are live to win a championship at any point in the next decade. But who is the best driver in the sport right now? Because if you're just a fan since the pandemic, you don't think Kyle Busch is that good. But he's a monster. I, I truly believe dollar to dollar, he's still the best talented driver in the sport. I think Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott and Joey Logano are are right there, but I I still I still tip my hat to Kyle as being the class of the field. Overall thoughts on uh, who you think the best driver is right now, and what do you think uh, odds wise at the top of the board? Define driver. Like, are you talking like driver of all vehicles, or are you talking driver of a NASCAR vehicle? Driver of a NASCAR vehicle. What we're talking a cup a cup car. Driver of a cup car. Uh, and who I think is the best? Right now. Uh, yeah. It's hard to go against Joey because he's got two. It's going to say it's hard to go against it Joey. Is. <laughs> it, it's, hard, it's hard to go against Joey right now. Because uh, he, he, Joey, you said 30. Joey's only like 32, maybe 33. He's not far off of that 30. Yeah. Um, he has several years to go where, you know, he could end up winning four or five you know, championships. So <clears throat> it's hard to go against Joey. Um, but, you know, if you're talking like driver of all vehicles, you know, I, I think Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson are 1A and 1-2. Yeah, uh, that, um, that's where I'm at. That that group of three or four is basically where I'm at. So 7-1 on Kyle Larson. We both think that he has he's live. He can definitely win the race. But those odds are, are just a little short. Yeah, they're they're short. Um, but I, I kind of said, you know, had the same feeling about Larson as what I do about what we talked about, the back tier drivers. You know, 
if I end up getting Larson at five to one, you know, I'm not going to complain over spilled milk. At least I'll know he'll have a great car. Um, Larson wasn't the previous year's Larson uh, on mile and a half last year. He was strong on the majority of them, but he got bitten by, you know, bad luck from his peers or bad luck that he created himself. So, you know, it's still a crapshoot with him. Um, You know, I I don't think he should have been the – uh the the favorite this week so you know i'll wait and see and then the other thing last thing i'll say about larson is i do like him but i think we're gonna have some time with larson to figure it out i think he's starting 13 14th somewhere in that ballpark assuming everything gets rained out right um this track is going to be green and it's going to take several several laps uh for that top line to come in Right. And you know that's where Larson wants to be. Yep. So if he doesn't do good at the very beginning, um, you know, that could be why. And the other reason why is maybe he's one of the few drivers that goes to the top immediately to try to bring it in. And one, it hurts because it's slicker up there. And two, um, it could hurt him, you know, uh, in the long run by tapping the wall or doing whatever um, because it's really not ready to come in. So, uh, you know, that's part of the reason why I don't think we need to rush to bet Kyle Larson this week. Now, you and I spoke a lot this week about Hendrick cars, but they were Kyle Larson and Will Byron, not Chase Elliott or, or Alex Bowman. Chase Elliott is your second choice at 8-1 to one right now at DK. Overall thoughts on him this week? Yeah, he struggled last year on the mile and a half um, in general uh, in this package. Uh, obviously, Atlanta's a mile and a half, but it's a different package, uh, which he did very well in. But, you know, if you look at this package, um, he wasn't the greatest. And uh, I know a lot of people were down on him this week. And, uh, you know, he could come back and bite us. But, again, assuming we're rained out, he's going to be starting like 33rd, 34th, somewhere in that ballpark. So we'll have plenty of time to jump on. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The The one race team that I struggled the most with this week was what to do with Joe Gibbs. Denny and Marty. Denny's your third choice at 9-1 to one at DK. Marty's like 12-1. Uh, to one. Uh, Chris Bell and Gibbs are are slightly higher odds. Uh, Gibbs definitely higher odds. I I I understand that a couple of these drivers are very good tire wear drivers, but I I don't know. I just don't think that Marty's going to be great this week. What do you What do you think about Gibbs? Why do you not think Marty's going to be great this week? Uh, I think I think he struggled last season early on these tracks. Right, he did. But, but let's go did. back to what you let's let's rewind back. Like if you look at the beginning of last year, you mentioned all these thirty-year and younger drivers. Like they really got much more comfortable with this car 
at a quicker rate than what I think the veterans did. And, you know, as the season progressed, you started to see Truex, you started to see Harvick get better. Yeah, for and sure. If you look at the results at the end of last year, Marty had solid results, much better than what he did at the beginning of the year. But he ran better than those results too because he got tracked. He got caught up in a couple of things. Like, so what do you expect from Gibbs? Do you think they? Do you think that there'll there'll be a couple Gibbs cars that can compete for for the win with Penske and Hendrick and and KB? Yeah, and I think Marty Truex is one of them. <sighs> if you look at Mark Truex, he has the second best driver rating at this racetrack over yeah. the last five years. He's just been bitten the bitten the back. You know, one time he got into an accident with uh, Stenhouse late in the race when he was up front. He's been up front in all of these races. Um, last year was the caution, and he had a bad restart, I believe. Um, you know, it's been something every year. Um, you know, if you look at his driver rating, second best driver rating. If you look at the end result, like he has a mid tier result. All right, and let let me ask you this question. All right. During the COVID area, 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 era, we hit in on Hendrick a lot. Why did we hit in on Hendrick a lot? Because we thought they were the best cars off of the truck because they weren't having practices right. or anything. Right? right, right. Who are the best two cars, in your opinion, this year off the truck? And I, I know it's a short sample. We're only talking the Clash. We're only talking Daytona. So far, I would say Logano. Maybe. And I don't know. I would have I would I, I would have to go back and really look at what happened at the duels in the class. So, so I think my top three, all right, and I think those these three are are separate from the rest of the field. I think they've separated themselves from the rest of the field. It's Kyle Bush, Martin Truex, Joey Logano. Definitely KB, I agree. So you think, yeah, I mean, all we've really had is Daytona and a quarter-mile track. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, but it, it was off that quarter-mile track. Martin Truex was fast as crap right off yeah. the track. Yeah, right he, off the truck. he, he should have won that race. I'm stunned that he got uh, – oh, he did win that race. He did we win had him at 14-1. to one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but, oh, but Coop, he, it took him a minute. He was in second – he passed that car with 28 laps to go in the race. Yeah, but I mean, he was up there the whole race for the most. Yeah, part. he yeah he was he was. But and how if you go back to practice, man, he he dominated practice. It's like a parking lot at that track. I don't even know how to evaluate that track. Right, it's, but but like the thing is, all the cars were there, the same cars there this week, the same cars were there that week. Yeah, and how did they do? It doesn't matter what type of surface you're racing on, what distance, they were all there. He unloaded off that truck really damn good. Same with Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch, who absolutely who we like this week, absolutely owns this track. He's won here four times. He's finished in the top five 50% of the time, finished in the top 10 70% of the time, and since 2011 – He's been in the top three at this racetrack 70% of the time. He is an absolute stud who knows how to extend the life of a tire 
and he's in a fast whip. I love him. How do you not love him this week? Yeah, um, I think Kyle Busch is one of the best values uh, on the board. I think he should be the betting favorite. I agree. And, you know, to all the reasons that I've already talked about unloading, um, he's been good the first two races that we've seen him in. You know, you talked about his top tens. We talk about his top fives. He's been top five 11 times. Um, if you really want to break it down, of those 11 times he was top five, he finished in the top three 10 of those times. So when he's good, he's really good here. Yeah. And I think this is this is probably the most important race of the year for Kyle Busch. Why? He was good at the Clash. He was good at Daytona. He should be very good here. And he's running really well right now. And you know these drivers, they run in streaks. You know, like they'll be good for five or six or seven races in a row. And then they'll like go to tracks they're not as comfortable with or so on and so forth, where they'll just have issues. And I think he has to take it right now when he's hot because the longer it goes for him and he doesn't get that win, especially when he's running really good, the more frustrated the guy's going to be. And then we're going to start seeing him point fingers, all right, at the team and so on and so forth. But I think, you know, if, if he gets that win this weekend, you know, he can knock it out of the park, all right, and he'll be in the playoffs for the most part, I would say. Um, I don't think he would end up being the 17th um, driver, you know, with uh, one win when it comes to points. So if he gets that win this weekend, like he can just race the rest of the season stress-free and do what he wants to do. Whereas if he doesn't get that win this weekend when he's running really well, that stress is still going to be there for him. And that's why I say I think this is the biggest race of the year for him. Because I, I, he, he, could, he could really, like, if he wins this week, he could really do something special, I think. Because he won't, he can just go out there and run. And he can run yeah. with a good car that he has and things like that. And not, you know, be stressed out and so on and so forth. So, you know, I know I, myself, I was a little lukewarm on Kyle Busch at the beginning of the year. But, you know, he's kind of put those, you know, lukewarm pieces of mind to rest. And he's shown that, you know, he can do it at least so far. I think that it's a fresh start for him in a phenomenal car. And he's a phenomenal driver. He could definitely win the chip this year. No question in my mind. He could win the championship this year. And, it, and I mean, when you look at, like, the results of this track, like, there's Kyle Busch, and he's in a results zone all by himself. Then you have Logano. Like, I think I looked at it the other day. He has 11 of them top fives. If you take Hamlin, Harvick, and Truex or Ham, it was a combination of three great drivers. They had 
11 top fives, and it took him 60-some races between the three of them. Like, he, he's really separated himself. And, you know, it, it's just something that he knows because Kurt Busch was really good here, too. It's something that him and Kurt knew about this track. Now, so I love him, you love him this week. Now, Ryan Blaney, also 10-1, to 1, and I'm just going to go with that whole group. Will Byron, 12 to 1. Tyler Reddick, 12 to 1. Chastain, 12 to 1. I, I, I believe, with, without question, Will Byron had one of the three best cars last year. If you look at the totality of the year, I think Will Byron was a top three car. I think Chris Bell was a top three car probably too. Would you agree with that, that Will Byron had a whip last year? Oh, he had a whip. I mean, you know, there, there's rumors out there that, you know, he got a second win. He got it earlier in the year, and then it became a test car, you know, the rest of the year until the playoffs began, which once the playoffs began, he was fast again. So there could be credence to that that that's true. Um, but, yeah, definitely. Um, I like Will Byron this week. Um, I know you've already bet him. I'm hanging off on betting him because. Now, let again, me ask you a question. I, I bet him at eight, I bet him at 18 to 1, even though we'll get to the picks later. I'm looking around, and I, I think the best that I saw was 16 to 1. FanDuel, where I got him at 18 to 1, it's 10 to 1. Yeah. He, he's taking a lot of money. And you know what? Rightfully so. He's going to be good on Sunday. Yeah, he is. He's going to be very good. But I have time, so I'll wait and see. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't disagree. Um, now moving to Penske, right? Uh, You and I were, were feeling really good about KB and Will Byron, and we both had a Penske car. I, I leaned towards Joey. I thought he would run stronger on Sunday and you, you leaned towards Blaney, but then you were, then you decided, you know what, maybe Logano is, is is the car at Penske this weekend. Penske's going to be fast. They're live too, right? Yeah, they're live. But you know, let's let like we talked about Logano because, like we said, or you said, you know, I, I I'm off of Blaney now, and it's really Logano for me. Like we talked about, maybe possibly betting him for the win, but like we've also talked that we need to do that before the race starts, right? Because that number will probably go down because he's going to be starting at third position, right? But are we betting him? For protection, or are we really betting him because we think he's going to win? I think he. I really think he could win, Coop. I I think he could win. I think he. I think he's going to run well here. So, if he was starting 14th, would you be betting him? Yeah, I would. Be you know why? Because they they're going to have the the good cars get to the front. I think he's going to be able to get to the front. And if you go through his numbers, I mean, he was pretty good. Auto Club's been a very good track for him. He's consistently been solid. He's finished between second and seventh, six out of the last seven races at Auto Club. I think he's going to be there. And he's and he's another one of those drivers that you can count on to extend the life of a tire. And Penske is fast. They are. So you, because, like, if you really look at those results that you pulled off, he has a lot of third, fourth, fifth place finishes. 
sure. think he has seven top fives. Well, you know what, Coop? Do, all, do all you really you, think he can win? All you and I can, when we're betting outrights, right? We're, we're hoping, we're betting them because we think that they can win the race. But at the end of the day, if you know that they're a top three or top five car, they're live to be there at the end because of, of the madness that ensues on a NASCAR racetrack. So, yeah. And, and what do you say 20 times a year on the live show? Joey Logano hasn't been up there all day. He always yeah. finds a way, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think he's live. I, I think if I was picking one Penske car to win this race this weekend, it would be Joey Logano. Yeah. I know your answer to this question. But, like, if, if we're betting Logano at 12 to 1, like, don't you think Martin Truex at 14 to 1 is a better number? I mean, obviously, he's a better number, but, like, a better – I think he has more of a chance to win than Logano. Do you? You do? Yeah. Like, Marty has been in that top five the last five races. He's just had bad luck. And I mean, yeah. when, you, when you think of Marty in his prime, what do you think of? Mile Top. and a half Marty. Yeah. And with what he showed us, and then like the other thing that people really aren't talking a lot about is he's got that number 18 pit crew this year. That's true. That's fair. That's a fair, but they're really good. Mm -hmm. That's fair. So I, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to lean, I'm going to defer towards you and lean towards you because I really don't know what to think about him. He's always good here. So I don't know why he, you're, you're right. He, he's probably going to be very good here again. Um, like, like I would put him in the same, you think that he's got more of a chance to win or the same amount of a chance to win? Well, let me, let me, this is what really opened my eyes to it. All right. Pull up DK Sportsbook. All right, I got it. Look at their driver props, head-to-head -head matchups. He's he's a ten cent favorite over Joey. Yeah. Now there's a couple other books that have that same uh, matchup, and yeah. they're even, like one fifteens. Like I, I don't know. I mean I. I'm not discounting Joey Logano whatsoever, but as the week has progressed, I've become a bigger Marty fan than Joey. Every time you're a Marty fan, he fucking <laughs> he finds the winner circle, bro. So, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, something's telling me, Marty. Wow, Kyle Busch is a coin flip this week. Heads up against Chris Bell, huh? Yeah, I had that listed down too, man. Like, I know we never bet negative numbers, <laughs> but like, you know, I, I the thing that keeps telling me is, hey, we got to remember this isn't Chris Bell. This is a different Chris Bell. <laughs> you know, this is a much improved Chris Bell. Yeah. So, but yeah, that that bet's intriguing. I doubt I pull it, but I could see why people would pull it. So rounding that out, uh, we didn't touch on Tyler Reddick. And, and then 
and we didn't. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Tyler Reddick's 12 to 1. Obviously, he's not in the eight car anymore. He's driving for Denny Hamlin's team, 23XI. <clears throat> now, Ross Chastain, also 12 to 1. Trackhouse was the surprise of last year. They were absolutely phenomenal. Ross and, and Suarez were good. They were good here, um, at least speed wise. Uh, what, what do you expect from Trackhouse this weekend? Well, back to Reddick real quick. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're going to have time on Reddick because um, he's starting in the rear. And then I mentioned earlier, you know, the track's going to be green. It's going to take a long time for that top line to come in. So Reddick is another one of them drivers yeah. that could, you know, so to say, struggle at the beginning of the race. So I think we'll have plenty of time on Tyler Reddick. Um, <clears throat> you know, Ross Chastain. Um, you know, the two drivers, when we were talking groups this week, that I told you I wanted to avoid uh, being up against was Martin Truex and Ross Chastain. Uh, if you look at Ross's numbers from last year on these high uh, tire wear tracks, he was a top five driver and he did very good on it. So, you know, do I see something where Trackhouse could fall and not be as good as last year? Sure. But, you know, I, I don't know what to think of Ross, Ross Chastain right now. Because, you know, we saw two different drivers last year. We saw Ross Chastain at the beginning of the year, who was very aggressive. And, you know, it hurt him um, in a sense because he started getting a lot of, you know, bad publicity, so on and so forth for it. And he backed off and his results weren't the same. And then at the end of the year, obviously, you know, we saw what Ross could do again when he's aggressive at Martinsville, <laughs> you know, with the move right. that he made. That he made. So which Ross do we see? That's my concern with Ross. Yeah. But, you know, I, I do know that, like I said, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Ross Chastain comes out here and, you know, does very good. Very good. Yeah. I, I, I Like we talked about last year, last year's results don't necessarily mean anything this season, but right. – Trackhouse was very good last year. Right. But I mean, I, I think there's some other, you know, they're a two-car team. And if we keep talking about two-car teams, would it surprise me if Richard Childress is better than Trackhouse this year? No. Would it surprise me if Legacy Motorsports, you know, makes a big jump? I don't know if they're going to be able to be as good as what Trackhouse was last year. But if they make a nice jump, same with uh, RFK, you know, could they make that jump? Right. Um, so, you know, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. One note uh, about well, one one note about Tyler Reddick. Now, obviously, he had a phenomenal car last year. Now, Kyle Busch is in that car. But people forget how good Kurt Busch's car was last year. It's really unfortunate. Good. It's unfortunate what happened to Kurt Bush and and the concussion. I still don't know 
what's going on with that. Uh, is he is he retiring or is he coming back? No, he's hoping to come back. But that race, car, I, don't, I don't think he's I don't think he's going to race full time anymore. He, that he, you know that forty five car that Reddick is going to be in this year was a monster last year. It was definitely. really good. Definitely, and you know to that point, while we're talking about it, it was one of the reasons why I was lukewarm on Kyle Busch this year because next next to Kyle Busch. You know, we know he had a lot of incidents last year with his car. That number eight car of Tyler Reddick probably was not far behind Kyle Busch when it comes to, you know, engine issues or tire issues or things of that nature. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, all right. We've already now just so, looking quickly at oh, go ahead. you want to say something? Are you are you moving off of the wins? I was going to look at uh, just the long shots. Just talk about them for a sec. Um, Alex Bowman. Uh, we haven't talked a lot about him. Yeah, twenty-four to one. He's the only driver that I think we both bet to win the championship at thirty to one because the the equipment is is so good. Um, another driver that found a way to be up front at the end of races. Right, but like again, like if you go back to what I was saying, and, and this driver, I would probably say would be number four. If you look at cars that have unloaded this year, like he was really good at the clash, um, and then we know what happened at Daytona when he unloaded. <laughs> so, um, you know, I I don't know. Um, that would just more be a number bet. Uh, for me, uh, and it probably wouldn't be a full unit, but I don't know. He's going to be starting up front. Like, if we want to bet Alex Bowman, we have to bet him now because I'm sure that 20 is going to go down to 15 or 16. It, it, I saw 24 to 1, I think, earlier in the week on him. Yeah, I looked before. I can't find a 24 now. The best I can find is uh, – Hold on. I found, I think, 22 at 365, and then everybody else was uh, 20. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue because the kid's a good driver, and that car's good, and he finds a way to be there at the end all the time, even when he doesn't have the car, too, which, mm -hmm. which, which is, you know, impressive. Another driver that's 20 to 1, my guy, uh, Kevin Harvick. Listen. For all the shit you talked about, Kevin Harvick, at the last half of the year, he had one of the three best cars on the racetrack every week. Yeah. My yeah. guy happy. The retirement yeah. tour. One more time around the block. Let's go. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, I'll have some happy this year. I'm, uh, I mean, last year, you know, he was in the grave. We had to dig him out. <laughs> he did well for us. Um, you know, Marty was almost in the grave. Um, you know, I, I, I will say I'm much higher on the two of them heading into this year than I have the last two years. Yeah, I think he can make – those stored Haas cars are very good, man. So you know, I, it, it, they are. Like, they yeah, are. There, were, there was time last year that I was thinking, is Tony Stewart really into NASCAR? Like, is he really, really wanting to build this team? Because it was almost like they were taking a step back. And, you know, I think 
in my mind, they've come full circle. And I don't know if it's just that they've added Ryan Priest or if there's other things to it or what, but I think they're a much better team from top to bottom. If, this you, year. Take, if you take a look at that team now, right, you got Happy, who is on his way out, but still phenomenal. Chase Briscoe had a hell of a year last year. And dropping Cole Custer and bringing in Ryan Priest to, to drive in that 41 is big. Ryan Priest is good. He's a solid driver. I agree yeah. with you. I think they're an underrated team, definitely. Definitely. So, I, I like it. You know, It makes the racing much more competitive. It also helps with the uh, top Ford bets, too, um, because, you know, it was basically Logano and uh, Blaney, you know, at a big odds difference than right. everybody else last year. Right. Uh, uh, finally, we, we didn't talk about, obviously, everybody likes Jones, Dylan, uh, Suarez, and Almarola. They're all in that 40, 50 to 1 range. We already talked about what we're going to do live there. We didn't talk about uh, Bubba. What do you think about Bubba this week? Uh, I think Bubba is going to do better than what people expect out of him this week uh, because – I've said this in the past, too. The rap on Bubba has always been, you know, he isn't very good on road courses, and he's not very good on high-tire wear tracks. I think, you know, he made improvements on both of those last year. Uh, you know, he's still not in a category that I think um, would put him in the upper echelon of drivers when it comes to those two uh, styles that I just mentioned. But – uh, yeah, I, I think um, he's going to do a little bit better than what I think. I'm not going to, you know, I don't think he's a winner um, this week, but I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes top 10. Also, wouldn't be surprised if he finishes right around when he starts. Yeah, I agree. All right, looking at the other betting markets. Now, ordinarily, we don't really look at top three or top five all that much because we've been priced out of this top three, top five, top 10 market, but I almost fell off my chair when I saw you had a well, top three and a top five bet. Yeah. Kyle Bush, man. I think those are really good numbers and like a plus plus one ninety at Barstool for a top five, I think is, you know, I already told you, I thought he should be the betting favorite. And I think, what Larson was like a minus one ten top five somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. Um, so I look at that value on it, and I think when he's good here, he's really good. And like I said, he's got ten out of eleven top three. So I'm going to take a shot at the top three. You know, hey, I, I, he's going to bring the whole kit and caboodle home for us, I believe. I I agree with you. I think Kyle should be the betting favorite, and then I think it, it's that like I would put Byron Logano. Um, and Kyle Larson and somewhere behind him, but I agree. I think I think he should be the betting favorite. I think Larson's right behind Kyle um, Bush because, like, if you look at Larson's career stats here, he's on a you know, uh, you know, uh, pedigree, you know, same type of chart of what Kyle Bush is here. Um, you know, he's finished in the top five. I think half of his races, four out of eight. 
one of our guys in the live chat says Kyle Bush owes us from last year. Yeah, he let us down last year big time. But I think he's going to bounce back big, man. He had a lot of bad luck last year. A lot of bad luck. You know, I, 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 I the only other top five I was considering um, is Joey Logano. I think it's like two, maybe in a quarter that you can get him for somewhere in that ballpark. That's not bad. Uh, and then, you know, part of me was like, I think we've got to look at doing these top fives maybe this year if we feel really good about certain drivers. And then it also depends upon the track, too. Um, maybe we take a shot at three of them and hope that two hit and, you know, we make a little bit of money on them. Like, if I had to take three this week, it would be Logano, Bush, and Byron from a numbers perspective and who I think is going to get there. But then you also got to remember, the more people you bet in that, you know, you're not just betting top five, then you're betting top four, you're betting top threes. Right. Right. Because there's no ties. I mean, you know. Uh, right. You got to get there. Yeah, looking at I I agree. I, I don't I don't I guess I don't mind it on Kyle because I think he's gonna be great. Other than that, <clears throat> I don't see anything in the top three or top five market that I would feel comfortable telling somebody to bet. Correct. Okay. Now we never bet top tens, but Coop Well, we used to bet them a lot, man. Yeah, but time the numbers have changed so much. Uh, over the last couple of when years, you, when you hit eight week, eight consecutive weeks of Willie B at plus two hundred, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So Coop sends me a message and says, "Look at Fanduel right now," and I looked at Fanduel and they they just had the wrong lines up, bad numbers. The top ten market on Fanduel um, was exploitable definitely this week and and we exploited it um after coop brought it up now are the numbers still there coop that we got yeah well they were when before we started i don't know if they are now but i would assume i don't know if they're just you know trying to draw people in or you know because there's there's been a lot of talk within the twitter nascar community this week of how bad the top 10 pricing is and like you said you know, I don't know. We bet a whole top 10 last year because right. the numbers are so bad. Right. And, you know, this is a case where, like, the numbers were so good on so many drivers that, like, I think if we just picked one or two drivers, we would just be taking a random chance and hoping, you know, that that hit. So by us taking seven or eight drivers, the hopes is, you know, Two get home, we make a little bit of money. Three get home, we're really good. Four gets home, we're <laughs> really banging it. Yeah, I, I, I like I like the call. I, I thought it was the right call. I, I agreed with you. So what we did, Hoop and I took, um, I took seven top tens and he took eight. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but we did not bet a lot of money on it. It was like a, a unit and a half total risk between all seven or eight drivers. So it's like making one bet, basically. Uh, so we took Briscoe at plus 200. These are all available at FanDuel. Yeah, they're still available. Austin Dillon at plus 230. Brad Keselowski at plus 250. Daniel Suarez at plus 270. 
Eric Almarola at plus 300, Busher at plus 390, and Austin Sindrick. I love this play. Austin Sindrick plus 550 in a Penske whip to hit the top 10. That's a really, really good price, man. Yeah. And then I, I took Graxon at, at 430, and I couldn't hold out on him because he's the reason I actually looked at this today because for probably the last six, seven weeks, and you know, I've been like, I've been targeting Noah Graxon top 10 at this track and wanting to get a good number on it. And I think at the very beginning of the week before the top 10s are out, I've said, you know, 200. And the reason why is like where Kyle Larson and Tyler Reddick did well at, um, Noah Graxon did too in Xfinity. So, you know, that's why I'm doing it. Uh, I couldn't leave Graxon out, man. Because he's the one that brought me down to this to look at it. And then number 430, like, I think Cindric should be at 430 and Gregson should be 550. I, um, I, I don't even think Cindric should be 430, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. So I basically threw a quarter unit, uh, about a quarter unit on, on each of those drivers. And if it goes down, basically, you only have to hit one, uh, one or two to break even. Maybe one even. If you can get Austin Sindrick home, right. you're, you're yeah, basically you're you're even. You're, you're even right and, and you're free rolling. So right. I like that bet. I thought it was a good call. Um and I mean, aside, you know, it, it basically it's it's how we bet this week. You know, you take all the long shots, man. Your buddy would be happy for you. You're giving out great advice, taking all the long yeah. shots. Doctor <laughs> Doctor Doctor Digglesworth would be would be thrilled about this bet. <laughs> Um, all right. Looking at the matchups, <clears throat> which I normally I normally fly right by because they're the numbers are awful. But I I think we might have to bet Kyle Bush over Chris Bell. I think we might, <laughs> might have to bet that. I got nine units of exposure on the spreadsheet right now. And I might have to bet that. Well, you got a lot of bush. All right. So the question is, do you put more bush in there? But then on the other part of this, like he only has to beat one driver. So right. that could be the saving of you for bush if he doesn't do what we expect him to do. Right. So, you know, um, I know how we feel about minus one tens. I mean, minus numbers in general, but like I said, the only reason that I haven't and won't maybe is because Chris Bell's a new Chris Bell. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, I, I had two matchups written down, and that's this one and then the one we already talked about, Truex and Logano, and I had no interest in betting, and I just wanted to bring up that, you know, Truex is right there with Logano when it comes to head-to-head matchups. Yeah, looking at the rest of these numbers, I don't see anything I like. Denny and Elliott, Bubba and Suarez, uh, Gibbs and Noah, <clears throat> Byron and Bowman, and then Chastain and Reddick. I, I don't like any of those at minus numbers. You know what I just noticed that I don't see like, at DraftKings? Where are the weekly specials? 
DraftKings has given up, man. On uh, <laughs> they're NASCAR tapping out. Sure. They're tapping out of NASCAR. Yeah, um, we can talk about that later, but uh, yeah, they are. They're done with NASCAR. Unbelievable. All right, so looking at the groups, which Coop and I always—that's one but, of the. But markets. really, like, like, hold on, like when we when we look at like trying, like I I know specifically, like I've never bet more than a handful of minus numbers in my two years of betting. Yeah. Um, and I know one of them was like a Kevin Harvick against Alex Bowman. I don't remember what track it was, but like. Alex, uh, Kevin had beaten them like 10 years in a row or eight years in a row or whatever it was. It was a huge number and he had phenomenal statistics. And that's kind of how this bell plays out with Bush because Kyle Bush has phenomenal statistics here. Chris Bell, you know, he's only raced here a couple times and he hasn't fared well. So, you know, we'll talk about it later. I, I don't know. We'll see how things go. So one thing I'm, I only have four sports books up on my computer right now while, while we do the show. But one thing that I'm noticing are I don't even see top manufacturer at Bet365, at DraftKings, or at FanDuel. Well, FanDuel never does it. But I mean, yeah, there are a lot of numbers that are missing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's what it is right now at this time of year for NASCAR um, at this year of 2023. Um, you know, it's been a lot of talk on Twitter yeah, about, you know, the bets that are out there or lack of bets or whatever, but like it is what it is. And you can either sit there and cry over it or you can do what you and I are doing and you can try to find, you know, edges that we think that are out there they're exploitable still and, you know, try to take advantage of it and, you know, be in the game. I'm not going to sit here and cry. It is what it is. Yeah. What guys in the chat, um, I don't mean race win manufacturer, like Ford, Chevy, Toyota. I'm talking about top Ford, top yeah. Chevy, top Toyota. Those numbers, it, it's a so, bare cupboard right now in the betting market. So there was, or there is um, top manufacturer. I think you can get it at Caesars and you can get it at MGM. Okay. And I was floored when I pulled up MGM's numbers because MGM is usually a tighter book. And I had to place a bet. Oh, I got to hold on, bro. Hold up. Right, let me, let me get that MGM up. Log into this account. Bet we 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 uh bet MGM was dead to us last year. Yeah, yeah, and they still don't have a lot of offerings out there. But this just happened to be a random bet I came across that I liked a lot. Um, all right. Well, let me start with the let me start with the groups while while I pull that up. So one of the markets that Coop and I do attack in NASCAR, aside from the outright market, are the groups because it's only usually four drivers and you can take two out of the four and you could still bank profit scraping more than a unit. And it's worked out for us. It's been one of the best markets for us the last few years. Now, Coop actually has a sports book that I don't have. 
bet Fred. There is no bet Fred I, I, in New Jersey. I checked, and and so Coop, <laughs> Coop's groups hey. came from bet Fred. <laughs> Mine came from bet three six five. Yeah, bet Fred is available. I think in like nine or ten states. So um, New Jersey yeah. just hasn't happened to be one of them. I'm I'm happy to see Freddie doing well. <laughs> <laughs> so, but hey, you know, you were just talking a couple of minutes ago about the lack of bets and so on and so forth that are out there. Yeah. So one of my goals this year, um, you know, I, I've talked in the past, I'm a very loyal person. And, you know, I had three books last year, MGM, FanDuel, and DK. And, uh, you know, one of my goals was expand books. And I went out and done that. Nice. And, you know, part of that reasoning is because of what we're seeing in NASCAR. Um, so now I have eight. That a boy, Coop. Now we're in the game. So, now, I've been trying to tell you this for two and a half years. Yeah. Well, I mean, three six five, you know, wasn't an option last year, um, right? And it came to me, so that was great. Bet Fred wasn't an option. That was great. You have points um, bet out, that I, out there? I, yeah, I got points bet. That's where I got my twelve on uh, Kyle Bush. That a boy. And I, and I, have you looked at his number now? Uh, I saw nine and a half to one somewhere. Nine. Yeah, on points yeah. bet, nine on points bet. Yeah, I, I knew. I yeah, we got the best of all the numbers that that we bet. So, so yeah. um, looking at the groups, why don't you talk through your groups and what? You yeah, bet? so um, we went through and we talked about a lot of different group bets. Um, it started out with you, um, obviously. Um, we wanted Bush, and then uh, Logano and Byron were the three that we were uh, targeting. And then, you know, as the week went along, you know, we threw out all those. And I said, look, I don't want to bet against Martin Truex. I don't want to bet against uh, um, Ross Chastain. So I came across Bet Fred. And, uh, you know, I saw two bets that I really liked in groups. Um, you know, and the numbers I think are comparable to what you got. I got Logano at two fifty and Byron at two eighty over Reddick and Harvick. And what um, group number? What 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 group is that? I don't know. They just have groups. Oh, I don't okay. know if they even have numbers, letters, or you know, identifications. Okay. okay. But it's Logano and Byron over Reddick and Harvick. Two fifty and two eighty. And then, you know, the other one intrigued me, um, because it's the only one out there maybe maybe there's another one i don't know there's so many i mean keeping up with eight books is no no easy deal man try try shit. 15 bro shit um but i got kyle larson at 240 and kyle bush at 280 over denny and christopher bell okay I, I, the two best drivers out there i think or you know 240 and 280 i mean come on yeah so so I, I, my groups are at bet three, six, five. I looked around and I tried to find like some kind of balance between the best numbers and the weakest fields. But a lot of them that I saw were relatively close to the same. So I took Kyle Larson in um, group A at plus 250. And I took Ryan Blaney at three to one over Elliot and Hamlin. That's what I did there. In Group B, I took Kyle Busch at plus 260, and I took Chastain at plus 275 
over Chris Bell and Tyler Reddick. And then I couldn't avoid Marty, unfortunately. In Group C, I took Logano and Byron over Harvick and Marty, which scares me a little bit. But I have confidence in Logano and Byron. I think they're going to run well on Sunday. But that that's the group that, that scares hey. me lately. Yeah. Um, Iowa says that Bet Fred is uh, not good. Could you elaborate more on that? And then the other thing that you and I talked about um, was my uh, dear friend, uh, favorite bet book, Caesars. Um, they're groups. They have six drivers in them. Yeah, we talked about that, right? What do you think? Obviously, about the, obviously the numbers are better, but it's obviously harder to win. Yep. So you know, we talked about it would be a three versus three versus a two versus two. So it's something you know that we're looking into, and you know, I told you know Jay, I we just don't bet it to bet it. We got to make sure we have the right numbers and the right drivers and so on and so forth so like <clears throat> group a really intrigues me now on uh, bet fred no caesars what what is it it's kyle larson 225 denny hamlin 420 chase elliott 450 kyle bush 500 marty 500 ryan blaney 500 I would probably take the three drivers at five to one if I was going to bet it, and hope that Kyle Larson doesn't beat you. Right. So you either you either take the three, all right, at the five, or you take two of the three at the five, and then add Kyle Larson and hope he doesn't win it. And if it does win it, you get a little bit of profit. Right. But what intrigues me is the five hundred number on Kyle Busch and Marty Truex. Now, all right, so those are those those were the groups and then, we were and then the other point I want to make out of this. Yeah. All right. Kyle Bush is plus five hundred. Martin Truex is plus five hundred. They're both the same number. Yeah, well the books uh shit, shit the bed sometimes, Coop. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, I'm, trying to bring, I'm just trying to bring you in on Marty, man. Anytime you say he's going to run well, he crushes, bro. So it's scaring me a little bit. I'm not going to lie about it. It makes me nervous. Talk to me about the bet on BetMGM that you like. You haven't figured it out. I mean, I'm I'm looking at it right now. It's a top manufacturer, bet, man. Oh, it's a top top. Oh, what is it, Kyle Busch? At plus four seventy. Oh, uh, it's got to be Ty Gibbs at twenty-two to one. That was my initial thought. So, if they're gonna hang plus twenty-two hundred or higher on Ty Gibbs this year, you're gonna take it. It's gonna be a auto bet like Bubba Wallace at certain tracks. I don't think this is a track because I think there's a driver within that group. Who I just can't bet against. Marty? Plus 350. Yeah. He's got That's a be, good number. What's he got to be? Five cars? Yeah. Yeah. If That's you not... if you if you look at uh Caesars is the only other uh 
book that I found top manufacturer on, Marty's 225. So did you pull the trigger on that? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Truex is going to sink me on Sunday. I could see it already. Yeah. I have Marty plus 350 to be the top Toyota. Like, don't you think that's a good number? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. It, yeah, no more, no more Kyle Busch being there. Yeah, he's, he's the he's the number four ranked Toyota. That yeah, I think, I think that's wrong. Yeah, I think that's. And wrong. if you look at the two races that we've had this so far this year, he should be first or second. Yeah, he should be based on the track. He should be probably be the favorite. Right, but you know. I'm telling you, if, if, if they start keeping Ty Gibbs at plus 2,200, we're going to be hitting some Ty Gibbs this year at certain tracks. That's fair. I'm a big fan of that system. We got a 100 to one shot home last year on it. so And a 75. Yeah. We're never going to see that again, ever. Because, yeah, they screwed up. So, but, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> So you want to talk about that Caesars bet later on? Yeah. We got to talk about Bush against Bell later on. <clears throat> and then I guess we got to figure out what we're going to do with the uh, win. Um, you know, if you're going to add a third driver, if I'm going to add a second driver. So are, are we are we in a spot right now where it looks like practice and qualifying will be rained out? Yeah, I, I, I would bet. Um, I would bet Iowa's bankroll. I feel that comfortable. Wow. Yeah. So then I'm probably going to hit Logano. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to hit Marty, but now I got to look at him at the beginning of the race and see what's going on. And if I have to get on it, I have to get on it. Um. All right. So let's recap our bets real quick and, and go through um, everything that we're actually on. So the first thing that we'll go through are the, the, the top 10 bets at FanDuel that I bet for a quarter unit each. Chase Briscoe at two to one. Austin Dillon plus 230. Keslowski at two and a half to one. Suarez plus 270. Almarola at three to one. Busher plus 390. Austin Sindrick plus 550. And Coop added Gragson at plus four. What was it? Four, 450. Okay, at plus 450. So that we're, we're, that's that. About a, about a unit and a half risk total. And then at the, my group bets, group A, Larson at two and a half to one and Blaney at three to one. Group uh, B, Bush at plus 260 and Chastain at plus 275. And C, Byron plus 275 and, and Logano plus 250. All for three quarters of a unit each. So we'll scrape over a unit as long as we get that bet home. Uh, outright winners right now. I'm on Will Byron at 18 to 1. And I'm on Kyle Bush at 12 to 1. I do have on the spreadsheet that if practice and qualifying is canceled, I will bet Joey Logano at 12 to 1. Now, Coop, just run through those bet Fred bets one more time. Uh, Kyle Larson and Kyle Bush at 240 and 280 over Denny and Chris Bell. 
Joey Logano, 250. Will Byron, 280 over Tyler Reddick and Kevin Harvick. Okay, and Coop's on Kyle Busch at 12 to 1 also. And he may add uh, another driver outright before it starts. And then I put the top five plus 190 and top three plus 300, both of Barstool. All right. On Kyle Busch. So that's it, boys. The plan is we're going to have an audio format of this on Spotify, on Apple, on, you know, all the huge platforms. I'll rip it after the show. And then Coop and I are going to plan to do these shows on Friday night. Sometimes they'll be Saturday afternoon early if we have family stuff going on. But uh, we're back. We didn't want to do it for The Clash and we didn't want to do it for Daytona. But we are back, and hopefully we take it to the bank. So for my guy, Reed Cooper, for myself, we'll see you guys next week. Later.